Hi guys, and welcome to Nightlock. This is the podcast dedicated to the Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins. My name is Matt. And I'm Kira. And we are your hosts, if you know us already. So, um, today's show is a little different since it's the holidays, and today is Christmas. So happy Christmas. Happy Christmas, guys. You could probably tell from the different intro music of a Hunger Games parody of Oh Christmas Tree by District 13 Music. So, um, to celebrate the holiday season, we have a guest today. Um, his name is Jake. Say hi, Jake. Hi. So... Um, Jake's going to be with us for this episode today. So we just want to ask you how you got into the fandom of The Hunger Games. Um, well, actually, my cousin Emma, I was at my grandparents' house, and Emma had brought The Hunger Games book, and I asked her what it was about, and she didn't really know because she didn't really start reading it yet. But I read the first chapter, and I really liked it. Cool. Awesome. Okay, so um, we also have some new segments that uh, were winners of the segment contest to win the prize was a signed copy of the Hunger Games Companion by Lois Gresh. So in order to feature all these fantastic segments, we are not including mocking mail or parallels today. So this episode is also going to feature a montage of some of the best moments on the show so far. And that's at the end, so that's another reason we are cutting a few segments today. So you guys can look forward to that at the end of the show. So just to keep the time frame uh, short and consistent, because we tend to go over our regular time limit. Right, and we're only going to include one chapter today of Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen, which is a first for us, but uh, changing it up a little bit. Also, to reinforce, we have teamed up with Squarespace.com with our new website, which is NightlockPodcast.com. And since we find the site so manageable and perfect for designing, we have a special offer for our listeners. If you go to Squarespace.com slash Nightlock, you can get a free trial and later use the promotion code, which is Nightlock11, to get 20% off your order. So if you're listening to this as an old episode, send us an email at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com to find out the current promotion code. And if you have any questions about any of that, um, be sure to email us. We respond to emails very quickly. <laughs> yeah. All right, so we can um, jump into our main segment here, which is analyzing the books by chapters um, with our segment Through the Eyes of Cat and Severdeen. And you all know that we interpret the characters, future events, and we say that all the time. So, well, last episode we did chapters 16 and 17. So, today, in order to save time, we'll continue with chapters 18. Just, I'm sorry, chapter 18. 18. And so, Jake, <laughs> while, I'm, while I'm going away oh. with this, um, I'm going to be asking all these questions. So, feel free to give your opinion on what you think, what's going on in this chapter, and all your insights. So, um, first we start off. With, this is the point in the chapter where we leave, left off with, I think it was Marvel from District 1. Yes. Marvel from District 1. It ended up uh, stabbing Rue. And so Katniss automatically shoots her arrow at his neck, and he falls to the ground, and he's dead. So she's running over to Rue, and she's saying, like, there's no point in comforting words and telling her she'll be all right. She's no fool. Her hands reach out, and I clutch it like a lifeline, as if it's me who's dying instead of Rue. So, last time, like, we talked about um, Rue being sort of, like, prim. That's why Katniss was so close to her. Right. So, um, Jake, do you think that's why Katniss formed this alliance with Rue? Because she's so much like prim and she can trust her. Yeah, definitely. Because isn't that that the first thing that Katniss has noticed when they're in the training center and Rue's there? She says, like, how much she is like prim. Yeah. Yeah, I think when um, they were... Uh, watching the, um, what do you call that, the reapings, like, on the train. They were watching replays of them, and she saw that um, Rue was picked, and she compared it, like, just like Prim was picked, and that no one's, she didn't have an older sister to step forward to her, for her, so. So, um, the one thing that Rue says, probably one of the last words she does say, is that, um, you have to win. Mm -hmm. Because, um, I think it was what we talked about saying, that, like, it was between Katniss and Rue, Rue would sacrifice herself because she knew Katniss would have to be Right, we, we talked about on a previous episode um, what would happen if Rue didn't die and it ended up being Katniss and Rue, and one of them had to die. Right. Um, so this is Rue basically saying to Katniss, you have to win. I can't, you can't, you're the only one that can survive this. And, similarly enough, um, Prim said you have to win as well, like, before... They yeah. left, what do you call that, the, um... Justice Building. The Justice Building, thank you. Mm-hmm. The Justice Building, um, she was like, you have to win, Katniss, and then Rue's, those are the last words that she hears from them at this point, so. Okay. And then, um, Katniss is saying, 
Um, don't worry, I will do this for you. This isn't just for me, this is for both of us. So the one thing that surprises Katniss is that Rue asks her to sing. And so Katniss is taken aback by this, and she says that, believe it or not, there was once music in my house, too. Music I helped make. My father pulled me in with that remarkable voice, but I haven't sung much since he died. So this is probably like the really first time that she's going to try to be singing. And so she sings his lullaby, which we played last episode. Right. And so um, as she's singing, she says, that, like, my throat releases the tears and I slide down the cheeks. So she's crying. She feels really emotional. And she has this tight bond with Rue. And do you think this is just her trying to, like, appeal to the audience? Or is this more of her real emotions? Kira. Me. Um, I think this is, this is her real emotions because she, she wouldn't, she didn't act like this when anybody else died, you know? And, um, I think it's good that this happens because it doesn't, um, give the listeners any, um, what am I saying? Um, the, the Read audience. Read this. The, no, just the, the audience. No, I'm saying, going, okay. The capital <laughs> audience, it doesn't give them any, um, I don't know, it's okay to see her like this because that means she really cares. And it's not seeing a weak side of her, I don't think. Um, I think it kind of plays to her advantage. Now, Jake, what do you think? Do you think this is her real emotions or is it just to manipulate the audience? No, it's definitely her real emotions. I don't think there was any, like, a point. And besides with the PETA and the lover thing, I don't think there's any manipulating the audience. Right. Yeah. Okay. And so then um, she... Dies off. Dies off. Dies off. Rue, yeah. Rue, Rue closes her eyes and she dies. And so, um, she blames this all on the capital. She goes, it's the capital hate for doing this to all of us. For, again, putting them in this situation. And I think at this point, she's kind of, um, I don't want to say turning into Gale, but, like, you can start seeing the Gale rub off on her. And in the sixth situation she's been in, it makes her more, um, susceptible, I guess, to think this way because of everything that's happened to her and this is just kind of the boiling point that mm-hmm. has just gotten to such a point that the one of her friends has died because of what the capital has done and it really hits home at this point right and so as she's staying with rue she says i want to do something right here right now to shame them to make them accountable to show the capital that whatever they do or force us to do there is a part of every tribute they can't own Mm. That is probably one of my favorite quotes in the entire book. Can yeah. I say? Love it. And I think that really fuels the rest of the series, not to give anything away, because we only talk about the first book. But um, it definitely kind of gives you a glimpse into what else Susan Collins kind of gets into. Right. So, um, then she sees that there's a meadow where she is, so she goes and grabs a bunch of, what, the dandelions, I think? Yeah. It's a dandelion. I just read the chapter. I don't even remember. <laughs> so, slowly, one step at a time, she decorates Rue's body in flowers. So, like, in her song, in the one of the lyrics, where she goes deep in the meadow. So, it's like saying that they're laying in the meadow. And so, she, this is what she's trying to make. The Rue is lying in the meadow in sort of like a peaceful aspect. Yeah, trying to take away the hardness of the games and kind of um, more making it um, more of a kind of a ceremony almost like and so then okay this this one part is that she presses the three middle fingers of her left hand against her lip and hold them out in her direction in Rue's direction this is the scene in the trailer yes so I think this is the, I think uh, when that trailer played I went to see Breaking Dawn with uh, my mom and my sister and when that part played in the trailer like I was really surprised that, well, me and my mom and my sister, we all did the three-finger salute to the screen. It was, we felt, like, yeah. like, huge nerves. But then, like, there was, like, one person, like, in the front row who did it. I don't know if they were, like, fans of it or they just saw the people on the screen doing it, so they did it. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, we should do that when we go see Breaking Dawn. And oh, the trailer yeah. comes on. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, she decides to leave Bruce's body so the hovercraft can pick her up. So when she climbs up to a tree, she sees a parachute there where her sleeping bag is. Mm-hmm. She sees it's a loaf of bread. And so she must know that it's from District 11 because what she did for Rue. Mm-hmm. So she goes, um, 
many, many thanks to the people of District 11. So she's saying, speaking directly to the camera, showing her like, appreciation for what they've done. And you know, um, the people in District 11 are poor because they yeah. work in the fields and they don't have as much money. So she's thinking to herself, it must have cost them a lot to do this for her. Yeah, and I think a couple episodes ago we talked about um, how District 11 is uh, harsher than Katniss thought, and she thought that she had a bad life, and then she compares it to Rue, and so this kind of relates back to um, just um, learning more about District 11 and kind of um, being more unified with them, I suppose. So while she's she falls asleep up against Phyllis stuff, and then um, she wakes up and she's so emotionally drained. Yeah. From this, she has to tell herself, now you have to get up, Katniss. Mm-hmm. Katniss, now you have to hunt. Katniss, now you have to eat. Because she can't physically do those things because she's so, it's so, it's impacted her so much. Yeah. It's physically impossible. Um, can I go back to one thing that we talked yeah. about before? Um, we talked about how Rue's body is lifted up and everything. And that kind of just made me wonder, like, what do you think happens most of the time, to the bodies. Like, what do they do with them? Because we see at the end of the book that they're mutations. They turn into that. But, like, normally that doesn't happen. So, like, what do you think, both of you, um, we can start with you, Jake, um, what do you think happens with the um, the bodies? Well, I know they're, like, probably, the flowers are probably taken off Rue or just any tribute and probably cleaned and then put in the wooden box, like what Kent said. But um, really quick, I just want to say um, Emma's here. Oh, okay. okay. Um, we want to introduce Emma here. It's um, Jake's cousin. And um, so, yeah, welcome to the show. <laughs> so, Jake, you were saying, continue. Yeah, they. I'm sure they, like, clean the dead bodies and something like that, and then maybe put them in um, maybe just a simple outfit or, I don't know, maybe, like, clothes that they, um, before they went to the games or something like that, and then they're just shipped back to the district. You think that they would ship back to their parents? Yeah, because if they have a funeral, it makes sense to mourn the loss. Yeah, because Katniss says in the book that, you know, pretty soon I'm going to be in a wooden box being sent back to District 12 for my funeral. Oh, did, oh, okay, so that makes sense. He's relating it back to the text that, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I just thought that the Capitol wouldn't do something like that just because of how, um, they're not, um, sympathetic towards families. Otherwise, they wouldn't have the hunger and so... Oh, yeah, they take the eyes out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And their brains, maybe, or something, but... No, what? Well, no, because, like, for the mutations, like, Katniss was wondering if, like, the Rue mutation had, um, like, her brain, and, like, she was wondering what else of Rue was in there, if it was just her eyes, and, like, yeah. We'll get to that chapter. Yeah. I don't know, I just thought it was interesting to discuss. (laughs) Also, so, she tries to push away this big um, event with Rue, and she tries to focus on, like... The events at hand. So she's thinking to herself, "Where are you, Kato? I'm reading. I'm waiting right here." So she's trying to like. And she says this out loud. To, no, she thinks it. No, okay. She thinks it. So she's trying to focus her attention away from Rue and focus on the games at hand. Mm-hmm. So while she's um, sitting in the trees, Seneca Crane comes on. No, not Crane. No, uh, Claudius Temple, Temple Smith. Temple Smith. W's voice. So um, he announces that under the new rules. Both tributes from the same district will be declared winners if they are the last two alive. Big game Big, there. yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say uh, that to my like life. So, um, last sentence of the chapter. Actually, this is the end of part one. I no, believe. part two. Part it's got to be part two. Because part two is event, part three is called the victor, I think. So, um, last sentence is that before I can stop myself, I call out Peter's name. Aww. So... We were talking about, like, if um, Katniss actually cares for PETA. So, Jake, this question is directed to you. Based on that sentence, when she calls out PETA's name, is it, were you, do you think she was just trying to be strong for the readers and saying that she doesn't care about him when she really does? Or what do you think? I think she does care about him in some way, like, even if it's not, like, um, romantic, I guess, or a couple, if they want to be a couple, but she still cares about him as friends. Then that's also a hard thing to do because they've only met, they've only known each other for a short amount of time. Yeah. So it can be sort of difficult. Especially because Kat, maybe Katniss doesn't have to kill Peta. Maybe they can just both go back to District 12. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, she kind of reminds me, okay, I'm going to be really nerdy right here. She reminds me of Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I how she doesn't like when people die for her. 
Yeah. So she doesn't want she doesn't want Peter to die in her cause because and for her to survive. That's but then I think once she realizes that they can both survive and she can make that happen, like the odds are more in her favor now, um, that she kind of lets herself fall for him and is not so guarded. I think it's just their relationship is very. I don't know. It's different because they just started knowing each other. Well, Peter's Peter, been watching Peter, her. I know, but Peter pulls his love angle. She accepts it, and they just like they grow so close together in the matter of what a week because mm-hmm. they yeah. spend so much time together. So is is Emma still there that she can uh, input this? I think Katniss has feelings for Gail, but doesn't really like want to show them because she. I guess like the viewers are like expecting her to have feelings for Peter. So she feels that it's, like, wrong to have feelings for Gail. So she doesn't, she has, you're saying she has feelings for Gail, but she doesn't want to show them. Okay. Interesting. That's, that's interesting. Because, yeah. <laughs> I, because that's very, I don't It's It's the different angle that Susan Collins is pulling, that it's not all about, oh, I love you, let's go run off in the woods together. Like, it's not like that. It's different. That's why Peter, everyone loves team this. Peter, team Peter, Oh, let's not get into that. <laughs> so... That was uh, the end of Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. Our shortest one ever. I know, I know it was really short, but we got all these new segments today. So, a lot of new segments. Okay. So, we're going to go on to now. This uh, is one of our new segments. This is actually here. You can talk about this one. Okay. Well, this segment is called Real or Not Real. And that refers to something in the third book. Um, If you've read it, you know what we're talking about. But, um, yeah, I won't say anything more about that. Mm -hmm. But, um, so this is a new segment, obviously, that Haley are... Um, sent in and won a copy of The Hunger Games Companion, Companion by Lois Stretch. Signed copy, signed copy. Yes, signed copy um, for sending this to us. And so basically the segment, we decide whether theories or relationships, etc., are real or not real. Um, in the future, we'll have listeners submit a real or not real idea, and we can discuss it on the show and debate it. Um, so you can send your ideas and anything related to the show um, at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. So, yeah, send us some, and um, we can have them on future episodes. Um, okay, so going along with um, our whole episode is all going to be about the holidays, because today's Christmas. So um, we're going to debate the statement today, whether Panem celebrates the holidays. So mm. who wants to kick off the discussion? Panem celebrates the holidays. All right. Um, I think... Since it's post-apocalyptic. Yes. Uh, thanks. Um, it's also, I don't think, like, those traditions have, were reestablished. Because mm-hmm. all these people only, they're the new generation. So maybe, like, this, when the world came to an end, these people weren't surviving. So that means, like, Christmas died off and Hanukkah and all these types of holidays. So and religions as and well. And religions. So... I, I don't think there is a holiday, because also remember, remember that um, there can also be an education, because you can learn about religion through the schooling, and if the capital runs how the schools teach the kids, mm-hmm. they could uh, forcefully not mention holidays or religions. Yeah, or die like off. That. So, Jake, what do you think? I think that maybe they celebrate the bigger holidays, like obviously their birthday, or maybe some sort of Maybe not exactly Christmas, but something that relates to that. Or if they have a religion, I don't know, it's never really said in the book. But um, maybe because they don't have either the time or the energy or because of their work and stuff or the money to do it. I don't know, that was just something we thought of. That's true, especially the money part. They don't really have enough money to celebrate the holidays and buy right. gifts and food and decorations. Do you think it's possible that in each of the separate districts they have like their own set of holidays? Or it's just like one... Hmm. That's true, yeah. Because each, each district is different. And they they can't communicate between each other, so they might develop different um, cultures and, um, in general, like even different clothing and everything. Yeah. I never thought of that. Hmm. hmm. All right. And I feel like even if there was a new religion, it might be controlled by the government um, because the capital is so um, strong and has complete iron grip over all of the districts. Yeah, if there was a set of holidays, it'd be, it'd be like, decided by the capital, and I feel like it'd be, like, one of those societies, like, way back, like, in our history, like, when 
you had to like a certain religion or you'd have to celebrate a certain holiday. I think if in yeah. Japan they even if they did have a holiday, you'd have to celebrate it because it was made by the capital. Right. Yeah, definitely. But like, there's probably I imagine other holidays such as the reaping, um, that we kind of just don't see in the books. Well, I think the capital reminds me of the Church of England because everybody had to be like a part of it in order to like live there. That's really good. The Church of England, how everyone has to be a part of it. Oh, yeah. That is really good. Mm, definitely. Wait, so it's like for it to work, you're saying that everyone has to be part of it. So you're saying that like all the districts have to be a part of this certain holiday for it to be effective. Okay. That's a good point, yeah. Definitely. So, um, anything else you'd like to say with that one? Yeah, I think we're good. Right. We debated it out. So, <laughs> um, this will not... I don't, is this going to be like a set segment? Yeah, all okay. these are like new segments that um, we'll sh- play on other episodes, and they won't um, be um, they won't be every. Yeah, episode. I mean the only episode, uh, only segments we have every episode is like Pan and Pose and Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen, and Matt's segment, music segment. Um, okay. Which, by the way, has a new winner name. Yes. So, um, moving on, we have this new segment, which is um, by is it. Dennis. Den- Dennis. Dennis. Okay. Correct us if we got your name wrong. Yes. Um, Send us hate mail. So this one is where we come up with um, secrets that some of the characters could possibly have. Yes. Here I came up with this one. Save this holiday theme. I think we It's kind of stupid, that. but so that's funny. okay. All right. So. Okay. So I was thinking the other day. So I was trying to come up with something for the segment. And I was like, okay, what if President Snow used to be Santa Claus? And after years of giving presents and kids not appreciating him, he started World War Three and is now Controller Panem spreading evil throughout the world. <laughs> is that kind of weird? Dennis from Twitter? Yeah. D-E-N-A-D and then numbers. Is that his username? Is, I, I think so, yeah. Is that their Twitter name? Okay. Yeah, because I think I've talked to him on Twitter before, I feel like. Yeah, I think one night we were both talking to him, but anyway, um, I don't think so. Why don't, why don't you, why, okay, I mean, obviously it's probably not that logical, but it's still like, What's it's really funny to think about, <laughs> hypothetically speaking. Right, because if you look, Donald Sutherland looks like Santa Claus. Yeah. Say, in the trailer, I mean, President Snow, he's got the white hair, the beard, mu- beard mustache, you know. Right, so, that's possible. It's a very good insight, too. That, that'd be awful if, like... Christmas was canceled throughout the world. It's like the year without Santa Claus, but it's like the world without Santa Claus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. <laughs> but I don't understand like why you would start a World War Three just because, because kids him. kids like don't appreciate Santa. They don't but think like, about how Santa spreads joy throughout the world, all over the world. But I don't understand why that's such a big. I, I know obviously it's probably a. He just got fed up. <laughs> kids were, they started not believing in him, and he's like, why, why should I be doing all this when kids don't believe in me anymore? So he started World War Three. He just, he might be a little bipolar. You know, you never know. All right. So um, these statements are really short, so we're trying not to get too um, extensive with them. Or dawdle. Or dawdle. That's a new word. Do- that's not a new, that's been I've, around. I've never heard of that word. Okay, well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. Okay. All right, so our fanfic followers segment is where we recommend the Hunger Games fan fiction. Um, So this isn't a new segment. I just thought it'd be good to throw in for the holiday season. If you guys remember, um, last fan fiction we had was mine. Yes, and we got some good feedback on that. We got, like, okay. Yeah, we got some good feedback. So, um, yeah, so the fanfic this week is 10 Days of the Hunger Games by Kira. Okay. Um, so this is a parody to 12 Days of Christmas on that song, but I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing. Um, so basically each day the capital gives something new to Katniss in the games. That's kind of what I'm going with. So like on the 10th day of the Hunger Games, she gets like, she's looking back on all of this. And, yeah, so I'll just read this. All right. So, oh, well, it would have been, okay. What? Would have been cool if we had, like, music in the background of the song. And you I know. I was thinking about we could, out. like, record this and put it on YouTube, but yeah, like, we'll see. That would be our parody. Yes. we. I love writing parodies. Anyway, 
So on the 10th day of the Hunger Games, the capital sent to me 10 mutations, 9 nightlock berries, 8 rations of food, 7 deep wounds, 6 fallen apples, 5 hallucinations, 4 arrows, 3 tracker jacker stings, 2 fireballs, and a knife, and an orange backpack. Da-da! That was cool. I mean, if you look at it, like, what? You gotta sing it. Oh, I can't sing. Kira, come on, you gotta sing I it. I can't sing. It just Even that doesn't Jake work. Jake wants you to sing it. Emma, do you want to sing it? <laughs> no, <laughs> she's raising her hand though. She's voting for you to sing it. I I can't sing. Come on, Kira. Hey, you sing all the time. Uh, Go no, for it. I'm saving my amazing voice for the parody. Okay. All right. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's happening anytime soon. No. Yeah. Until I can find those green pants. Anyway. Yeah. So I was saying that um, it's kind of like it goes in order of. Um, the first, like, the knife in the backpack when she gets, um, when Clove throws a knife at her and it <laughs> goes into the backpack. You have a thing for Clove, and that's I kind of disturbing. Clove so much. Um, and it goes up from there, the fireballs, tracker jacker stings, like, she actually had three tracker jacker stings. I looked it up. This took me, like, a evidence. long time. Yeah, and it just keeps going, um, to the end when there's ten mutations, which I know there's more than that, but. Mutations. Mutations. You always say Sorry. mutations. I know, because Ma- I'm. Say, say it with me. Mutations. Yeah, I have a biology mind, because I love biology. Anyway, so yeah, that's my little fun thing. Yep. So. um, That was fun. (laughs) That was definitely worth your time writing it. Yeah, it was definitely worth two and a half hours doing. Um, Yeah. So, um, we're just going to keep. Oh, by the way, wait, I have to add, um, for the fanfic follower segment there, we just did. um, That will be under... um, uh, tab segments and then it says fanfic followers. Oh, um, is that what, are we doing this? Are we doing the same stuff for like Phoenix followers and real and not real? Are we doing no because no? it's you don't have to post that. Oh, okay. So it's just like we talked about. Yeah, it's just fanfic followers, Matt's segment, and uh, probably something else that I'm not thinking of. So cool. okay. Awesome. So moving on. So this this is gonna be a really short episode. It's okay. All right. Because it's Christmas. I don't think anyone really wants to like sit and listen yeah. to us for the whole time. Alright. So our next segment is What If, and that was sent in by Rose, so she's our other winner. And this is a segment where you discuss if something was different in the series and how it would affect the series as a whole. So this is just us going on about um, what we would think, like, if something would be implemented into the um, Pan Am, like, how it would affect, or, like, what would happen. And we won't give away anything in the second and third book, just kind of vague stuff. So we decided, like, what if there would be uh, Christmas carols? But these Christmas carols were strictly enforced, like, in the s- districts 1 through 5 because, again, they're better well off and they have something to be celebrating, something to be happy for. Whereas, like, districts such as, like, Cat- uh, District 12 and 11. They're made to do it, they're they're made they're not- to do it, and But they have nothing to be happy right. for. So, like, what if that was implemented, like, the aspect of Christmas it's caroling? It's just, like, happy hunger games. Happy caroling, everyone doesn't want to do it because it's, like, there's... I mean, there's no, like, death part of it, maybe, but it's still grim, and, like, because you're probably mourning the loss of, like, say, is the Hunger Games, like, in the summer, or? I have no idea when it is. Yeah, so, like, say it's in the summer, like, you're going to be mourning death in Christmas, and, like, even, like, Christmas time, you always miss the people in your life that has perished. Like, like, the people that you can't share the, share it with. Yeah, like, tradition is, like, oh, we always got around, um, you know, the tree or whatever, and did this with our family, but, like, someone's not there, and it's just, like. It reminds you of them. So it's really like, obviously you'd be happy for District 2 because they have, because most of the tributes there actually survive. Right. And they volunteer, so they're actually in the Hunger Games, they're excited for it, and I think holidays there would be more um, happy and like, you know, content and everything than in the poorer districts. So it's just like the matter of being in that district, like if you want, you try to be happy, like put on that smile face, the two-faced, you put on a smile. Like, saying that everything's great, we're having a great time, but on the inside, you're really mourning the loss of someone that you love so dearly. Or even it can not just be a family member, it can be the whole district. So, say, like, for example, say Katniss died in the arena. Mm-hmm. The whole district loved her. And the whole district supported uh, her. Well, mo- most of that. the district supported her. Yes, but if you refer back to the text, it says that in the first chapter of The Hunger Games, it says Katniss didn't have many friends, and, I mean, she was friends with Gail, but he was in a different grade, two two grades above her. And she hung out with Madge, which she has been caught from the movie, whatever, I'm not going to get into <laughs> that, but um, 
So she basically hung out with Madge just because they had the common interest of kind of no friends or, like, a clique. So I don't think people in the district, they would definitely, like, people in the hob would notice her difference. But I don't think people in her grade, they kind of, I think they've noticed Katniss, but... I don't know, the size of the district. I think it's gotten to, like, so many District 12 people have died that they start to not care anymore. Exactly. They don't, um, they don't even put, they don't have an emotional connection with them because they know they're going to be dead as soon as they're chosen. Right. Reaped or whatever. Yeah. So it's, okay. That basically just took what I said and <laughs> made no sense. <laughs> cool. So. Well, you know. But then again, you have, like, people, like, in District 2 say, okay, so then if, not kind of, say if, like, Cato, well, yeah. obviously Cato does die, but yes. say, like. After he Cato dies, right? There's going to be the morning. They're going to be there's going to be the morning because Cato could be um, the more popular figure. And his training, his trainer, his parents, his siblings. um, I think everyone's just going to love him more just because he was. um, I think because he he would be popular as we can see. He's popular with careers. He's um, kind of I almost want to say like a political figure in that. He kind of makes choices, and he's he's the face of um, his district and the Hunger Games and a lot of different things. So I think, like, in the training center, like, his buddies or whatever, they all look up to him. And I can imagine him being kind of that, like, um, quarterback, football guy. You yeah, know? yeah. Like, kind of relating the it to our get, world. The one that all the girls like. Yes. And they're just, yeah. <laughs> and then Clove yeah. comes, and then there's Yeah, the okay. How many episodes are we going to mention? I can't Clove get over it because Clove and Kato are just so perfect for each other. <sighs> All right. Well, I think we so, pretty much. So that's space. the what if. Um, I'm not sure if that's gonna stay on every episode. Probably. I mean, it's it's one of those episodes that is going to kind of, um, of come back. Sorry, one of those segments. <laughs> That, um, you know, now we have all these new segments, so we have lots of options um, instead of just dark duels all the time. So. Okay, so that's what if. Moving on to one of our final segments. This is um, originally, was originally called Not So Lottie of Music, but thanks to Tracy, who won the contest, it is now called Capital Opera. So, which I really like the idea a lot. So that's why I picked it. I actually got a really good, really good submission. So We had a lot of great um, ideas. Some ideas and yeah like some of them were awesome we only got to choose three um but we're definitely going to use all your ideas um somehow on the show because they're all amazing so right look so, forward to that um as you guys know this is the segment where i pick a song that relates to the hunger games i try as much as i can to pick like modern songs you guys like to listen to but because i'm a classical music nerd and we have some classical fans out and there we have some classical fans too um i picked uh, classical one today, relating to Christmas. I couldn't really find, like, a really Christmas song that relates to the Hunger Games. Because they're all happy, and the Hunger Games yeah. is just stressful. So, this one was, um, you know, Movement 1 from Winter, from the Four Seasons, which is by Vivaldi. So, this is probably one of the most famous, like, well-known okay. on the movement. So well, I'm be- in the dark for this, probably, like, the rest of our listeners, so. Right. Um, so, this will be under the new segment title, Capital Opera. Remember, you guys can submit your own original songs or favorite songs. So just email me uh, at podcast at gmail.com. I read, I respond to the music, music. emails, even and I respond to everything email. else. So. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So this is um, here we go. This will. Do you want me to play? So the are. Thing? Why don't you actually? Uh, why don't you play like half of it? All right. <laughs> so here we here we go, guys. Thank you. 
Alright, um, I wasn't gonna play the whole thing, but that's just a taste of what, um, the song is. So, Jake, what did you think about it? Um, uh, I do think, like, I could picture that, like, in the book, like, when I was reading some parts. Right. So, I don't think there is any winter scenes in the arena. No. Is there? No. But so, like, if that was happening, if there was Not in the first one. I feel like there might be others in the, um... Second. Other books. Yeah. So, I think, so... If um, there was a winter scene, that would be um, like a fight, a fight scene in the snow. I think I almost pictured like while I was listening to it, I was thinking of when she was chosen in the reaping. Um, that that's almost like her heartbeat because it goes like it's kind of like whatever goes kind of um, normal pace and then it gets like really fast and like I don't know. I felt like anxious listening to it, kind of. Um, yeah, like, how she might be thinking, like, oh, my God, Prim's chosen, I have to go. Like, she just kind of starts going into that survival mode. And, um, I, yeah, I thought of it kind of like her heartbeat. Yeah. All right. I thought, well, yeah, thought of, like, the battle scene in the snow. Because okay, yeah. you can tell by how fast-paced it is and how intense it is. And, like, it starts out really slow. And then um, the violin solo. Because this this whole four seasons is, like, a violin solo. Okay. So that the violin could be represented as Katniss, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And also one thing else, like we just talked about where the chapter left off, that um, kind of her heartbeat of like, oh my god, I can be with Peta now, and like we can team up, and like she's just... Frantic. Yeah, frantic. So I think kind of whenever her heart rate goes up, kind of, that's where it could be placed. <laughs> All right. So that will be posted under Capital Opera. Thank you. We have two segments left, which is really sad. This isn't really a segment, it's kind of just wrapping up the show. But we're not, yeah, okay, go ahead. The plugging things isn't a segment, just because I put it in red. Okay. Um, So, even though we didn't talk about um, Pan and Post today news, you can visit HungerGamesMovie.org and HDGrawnFire.com for all news on the Hunger Games series and movies. Um, So check that out, since we kind of didn't have the the news segment today, which we could have done, I guess. I thought the episode would take longer. Um, and also, you can visit Jake's blog on the Hunger Games as well as other young adult literature, and that's the vivacityblog.blogspot.com, and you can find that link on our website um, under affiliates, I think. Affiliates, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. And so episodes will be released the second and fourth Sunday of the month, as always. So our next episode of the new year of the Hunger Games movie coming out in 2012, oh we're starting... The new year. Every day is closer to the premiere. Yes. Um, that'll be the 8th of January, and that'll be probably a regular episode, I imagine. Yeah. So, um, yeah, again, you can email us at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com, and please write us a review. That would be an awesome Christmas present for us, holiday present. Um, that would be awesome. So, yeah, you can follow, find our Facebook, Twitter, and all that good stuff on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. We're going to end the show with a montage of some of our best moments so far on the podcast. So stay tuned after our Hunger Games holiday gift recommendations and exit music to hear the year in review. So if you got a gift card for the holidays and you don't know what to spend it on, you can check out these fabulous Hunger Games gifts. Fabulous. Fabulous. It's, it's not regular fabulous. It's capital fabulous. Oh, yes. Capital fabulous. So. Fabulous. Fabulous fire Hunger Games present. I don't know. I Just okay. stop. Trying. All right. So. <laughs> Um, all right, so I am Kira, and I recommend... Yes, you are. Thank you for... Okay, that's how you end the show. You say your name and what you recommend. You don't get it. I'm sorry. Okay, so I'm Kira, and I recommend The Training Days, and that's a board game of, like, survival and awesome stuff. So if you didn't get that for Christmas, go check it out and buy it. Okay. I am Matt, and I recommend... Actually, I recommend two things. Oh, God. I recommend the Hunger Games calendar, 2012 calendar. And then I also recommend the District 12 Tribute t-shirt. So make sure you guys look those up. And they're actually on our Facebook page. We took pictures with them. So. Right, of course. So, Jake, go ahead. I'm Jake, and I recommend the, actually, Hunger Games uh, Mockingjay comes as a pin, but I ripped off the needle and put it on a string, so I have a Mockingjay necklace now, so I recommend that. Oh, sweet. Mockingjay necklace. And so, um, um, Emma, and Emma, what do you recommend, Emma? And Emma and I recommend the unofficial Hunger Games cookbook. Ooh. Oh, very awesome. Happy holidays, tributes. And we are ending the show with a montage looking back at the podcast this year. And we will see you in 2012. Did you think she was a boy? 
No. No. I absolutely did not think that. I kind of thought she was a boy because she didn't say anything that would... She didn't say her name. So, you know, Katniss, it's like, okay, that's not a boy. Gail's familiar muscles. Like, you don't... I don't know. I feel like you don't describe your so-called cousin that way. Her hunting buddy. Yeah, it's it's her hunting buddy, I suppose. Um, who knows what they do in the woods there, right? What are you doing? I'm reading. Go ahead. Continue. Okay, I'll just talk to myself here. I'm listening. Um, he's, reading, he's reading the Entertainment Weekly, Men of the Hunger Games. It's just, magazine. I'm... Okay. Just all right, all right. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> so, he says, we burned out a forest. Oh, uh, that's Are the you thinking what I'm thinking? The forest scene in the arena. Wow. Which one, Matt? Well, the moment yeah. that... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that The one. forest on fire. Um, the one where she gets, like, her leg is all... She, her leg is charred. Do you think there's times yes. when the tribute... Let me okay, well, the listeners don't know the question. Do you think there's been times where the tributes would kill each other in the training center? Yep. The Thurman throb hangs in the humid night air like acne. Ache. Oh, we just ruined that. Oh my gosh, sorry guys. Well, because we messed up last time. So we can get it right the first, the next time. Okay. Two like okay. a married couple. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> awkward. <laughs> All right. So, um, so, um, yeah, this is my segment. I don't. You have your own segment with your own name in it. I mean, come on. We are so critical of each other. I know. <laughs> Just let it flow. Let it be natural. Yeah. <laughs> Seven episodes. I know, like when right. I lent him catching fire, I. I oh my! How did you have me put it in a I little box? I bubble wrapped it and put it in. A she put it box. She goes, you will. You have to like wash your hands before you touch yeah. this book. <laughs> Say, 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 I get it. Say now, Peter but. in a British accent. It's like PETA, PETA. Like it sounds like PETA. Or you could just remember it as PETA. Yeah. Or that. Have to do anything. Like PETA bread. You it's know. The character's name. You don't have to try that hard. Right. <laughs> Unless you're Matt or Peter. Right. Gotta defend my catness. <laughs> <laughs> my home girl. Oh yeah. My home's gonna miss you. <laughs> right. Kira, I can't believe you said that. Okay. That was seventh like, grade that was reference. Like seventh grade. Yeah. Oh my god, memories. Alright. In the lines, even not even between the lines, it's right, like right in the there. line. Yeah. Like, it's like my cheeks burn. Like, what? My hunting partner? Like, if yeah. you're my hunting partner, my cheeks wouldn't burn at the thought of you. So okay. just. <laughs> My cheeks wouldn't burn. Let's be hunting That's partners. so funny. That's like saying my heart wouldn't beat. Yeah. My cheeks wouldn't burn. <laughs> You're like, maybe that should be the title. She gave me a disgusting look. Okay. So. See, now you know how it feels. The daggers of Matt. And then she gets so defensive. She goes, I don't have a boyfriend. So it's it's like. That's yeah, really I mean, good. I don't have a boyfriend. <laughs> Matt, I think you should do Katniss impersonations yeah. every time. Yeah. No, I'm pretty good. Um. Okay. You say no, then you're like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Someone's a little conceited. Who knows? You forgot to mention that she wrapped the belt around her. No, I, I explained all that. Like, I didn't want to go into detail. Then she wrapped the belt around her. Then she said goodnight to herself. She like, buckled it on the third hole. Yeah. <laughs> checks her traps. She hit up those snares before she went up to the tree. And um, she finds this, there's a rabbit there. Nice. And so she hates... A hare? She, no, it's a rabbit. Isn't a rabbit and a hare the same thing? No. What's a hair then? A hair. Oh, <laughs> no, I just, I don't it's think like a bunny and a rabbit are the same thing. But I thought, I thought bunnies were like smaller. No, it's the same thing. It's just a cuter name. Uh, Our friend has bunnies. She calls them rabbits sometimes. It's the same thing. But hair, I thought, bunny. I, thought, like, I hair think hair is like British. I want to say, but I'm not sure. Oh god. Okay. Um, rabbit. The hair. The, the hair. And Not her own hair, but the rabbit. <laughs> and um, I remember one of the first, after the first day you read it or something, um, we were playing a game or something, and you kept bringing up Tracker Jackers. You, like, have a thing for Tracker Jackers. Did I jackers. really? Yeah, we were playing badminton at your brother's party, and you kept bringing up Tracker Jackers. You're like, we should be called the Tracker Jackers. <laughs> you don't remember that at all? I'm the one with a bad memory here. Whatever. <laughs> it was like last summer. It was I'm, only a couple months ago. I'm sorry. Okay. And so, um, the, now that the capital destroyed the watch, watch. I can't talk. They destroyed the it's tracker. It's just this jack. one word you always mention. I, can, I always get this wasp. One. Wasp and tracker jackers. Right. Trackers. So, as much as you like them, you can't say their name. I, I don't even remember that. And obviously, this is something. Am I boring you? <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> um, he's yawning if you can't hear him. 
Um, stop doing that. I'm sorry. Um, so obviously. Looks cool. Yeah, but it does kind of look like a spaceman, you know, like with the boots. Like they kind of look like rocket boots, and then the ha- the helmet has like a shark fin on it. Which is weird. Just, just watching the movie, him being like three, two, one, lift off, and just like blasting into space. <laughs> <laughs> like when they're doing the countdown in the trailer, you just see them, one of the peacekeepers going in the it's sky. It's kind of like the ones where they press a button and their shoes like boost out rockets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some people say you guys said on like your last mm-hmm. episode or something that Gale has a really long neck or something. He, does he really? I want to. The longer you look, look at it, the, the stranger it gets. Like twice as long as his face. It, oh my yeah. god. They are very eco-friendly with their trains. <laughs> wow. That's good yeah. job, Capitalist. Uh, wow, they're environmentally friendly. <laughs> I think I think that's one thing that they're good with. And don't forget to recycle, folks. No, yeah. every time you we recycle, the capital wins. <laughs> they, look like, they look like they're wearing black belts, to be honest. Yeah, they're like karate they're masters. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He's got wow. the white beard. He looks like Santa Claus. <laughs> he does look like Santa Claus. He just Christmas needs like a hat and a bag, and it's all set. Yes. The awesome. Okay, yeah. Yeah. You see the you see the obscene hair and the hat, all that stuff. Capital feel again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you see that? Do you see like yeah. this weird goat <laughs> yes. going on there? I didn't even see that. <laughs> me and Hamish have a bromance, and me and me and Jennifer Lawrence. So that's who we were cheating on April with. Romance. Okay. Oh, Hurley, is there something you want to tell us? <laughs> oh, I've told everybody. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Do you need an intervention here? Guys, I'm sorry. But <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. Really necessary to have one every three feet? Well, you know, she might pull out a sword and stab them. You never know. From I where? I don't know. <laughs> From her pocket. Yeah. Guys, she'll, she'll like, pull out a pen and then she'll I'm pull it and she'll stab them. Percy yeah. Jackson reference. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> In the book, did they come up from underground? Because I thought they came from the sky. No, they came from... Were you not reading the book? I read it. I just... Oh, no, they're definitely know. coming up from underground. Okay. Yeah. I picture something really weird. <laughs> like like a hologram No, thing? I imagine those, like, hovercrafts and then a very long to bring them down. No, because remember you said <laughs> like if you stepped the off the platform, you are blown up. <laughs> yeah, I know. So don't step off the platform. <sighs> okay, so maybe they weren't shot from the sky. <laughs> Well, they could they could have been shot like in The Incredibles, where um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Gets propelled down is like, yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Oh my God, guys. <laughs> Reckless. Oh, Kira. Shut this, up, this Kira. Is, this is her. This is. Hey, oh my God. Come on to our podcast and tell me to shut <laughs> up. Okay, listen. It's so cute. Also, thank you, Reckless. It's just. And then um. Yeah. What would you do in this situation? I would kill. You probably have died by to my now. family because I need to support my brother right. and my dying mother. But your mom's not a <laughs> I don't know, I'm just putting myself in Katniss's shoes. Okay. Katniss's boots? <laughs> what? <laughs> Katniss describes her as coming up with, the, like, these little hops. A strange little a hops. little dance. little dance as she's approaching the pyramid. I so want to see Jackie do this dance. I just need to see this. So this is, like, Jackie's shining moment right oh, here. Yeah. And she, She's going to belt out singing Peter Pan while doing this little dance. It's going to be great. <laughs> Okay. Matt, yeah, don't be mean. Yeah, right. and then he stares. Like, see, this is what happens. I say something, he just stares at me and moves. Matt, with all the awkward, like, just strange so. things that come out of your mouth, and yeah. Kara never gives you these. Well, yeah. she does sometimes. I mean, sometimes, but like, but it's never like the contemptuous. Just yeah, you're just like, yeah. oh my god, really? Why is she saying this? I know you're trying to be witty, but I'm funny. Really? I think she's she, funny. She's got she, some wit in there. She does. She does. She's she's does. Some most of the time. <laughs> Oh, oh, score, score, score. I thought you meant, like, um, some, um, I thought you were talking about him being, a nine out of ten, being, like, so. a game maker, like, in the, no. okay, right. never mind. Do they have a coloring book for the Hunger Games? <sighs> Matt, how old are we? I'm 16? just curious, because I was coloring yesterday, and I wanted to know. God. Is that Alice ready? Cullen poster that I said it would be? Yeah, can we not talk about this on the podcast? Can uh, hey, a lot of our fans are Twilight fans, so it's okay. Oh. And they would be happy to know that Al- that Matt here went through a huge Alice Cullen phase. <laughs> that was in eighth grade, okay? Back when he read the books. Oh, that, oh, was, that was cute. All right, man. we're ending the show now. <laughs> see the movie. We're done. All right. Breaking Down was pretty good. Oh. I have to say. Okay, sorry, sorry. Hunger Games, Hunger Games. <laughs>